0: Welcome to the Me My Thoughts and Eyes podcast, a podcast that's a collection of random thoughts from the scattered brain. I am your host, Jinx, and listener discretion may be advised. folks you know what i'm saying it's like we got a demo tape, table nobody want to hear it, but it's like this the south got something to say that's all i got to say i've been thinking a little bit about um the calling black women typically older black women not older but like old but like usually older than yourself black woman auntie um and then how it's been kind of popping up a lot more uh and women speaking out against not wanting to be referred as an auntie, which I totally get. I would say, first off, I, I I do my best to respect and and recognize like when people don't want to be called something or um, do want to be referred to something to make sure that I do. So it don't really cost you nothing to do that um, as something I learned a long time ago. And then but I, I even think about it more with one of my unofficial uh, educators, Janicea. Um, T with Q and J podcast Like if anybody listens She says at the top of every show That she is not a lady Because she does not like being called that Don't ever call a lady Don't ever refer If she's in the group of her And a bunch of other women Do not refer to them as ladies Because she's not one of them And for some people it's like Oh that seems asinine But it's a very legit reason And I understand it's like Don't, don't want to be called a lady Don't call her a lady And so I feel the same about auntie, although also I recognize that auntie is not meant to be, like, some people are taking it, I think, in a different way than what is intended to mean. Like, it's always been a term of endearment that you just refer to older black women in the community, around you, whatever. Like, I have so many work aunties um, th- from my career, and they, you know, want me to refer to them as auntie. so it's not even me putting that. Um, phrase on them, I don't really typically call too many people auntie, like I don't get into really calling folks like auntie Maxine and all that too much and stuff like that, but if it's someone I know and like they want me to call them aunt or auntie like typically from work because I I typically have always been in situations where I work with older black women, then you know, yeah, that's what I do, that's like the sign of respect that's the term of endearment like we had that kind of Good enough. uh That kind of close relationship, right? But like I said, I I kind of get why people are against it now because it, you know there's certain times there's 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 certain words or phrases that have always been in the lexicon or whatever, and and people have always been saying it, but then it gets to a point where it becomes something that is like it's a thing now. Like it was never a thing, you know. It's like People always did this, but it wasn't, like, the thing to do now. So it was, like, people always called people aunties and and uncles even as well just, you know, out of, like, just historically, out of that sign of respect. But over the past few years, over the internet and social media and stuff, it has become, like, a thing. Like, people are doing it more intentionally and... Referring to everyone was again Auntie Maxine, Auntie Ava, who one of the people said she don't want to be called Auntie. You know, it's been so I, I kind of get it. It's been something that seems to be getting to the point of overuse that is kind of becoming a meme within itself, and so I can kind of see how that would turn people off from wanting to be lumped into how some people are using it. Um, so that's why I get it. Um, and I I won't really. Fight too hard, or I won't fight hard at all. If anybody that want to be called, once again, I don't really call nobody that anyway, unless they told me to. But I mean, I I wouldn't fight hard. I don't think you should fight too hard against it. But thinking about, and I'm gonna fact check this after I finish recording this. So I, I saw um, where my homie Perry she posted like a clip of or somebody else posted a clip of what Oprah said about it in whatever magazine it was where her, even somebody else was saying why they don't want to be called that or whatever uh, interview that was. And But I had to double check, to, obviously, to make sure that that is what Oprah said. But now, once again, I respect anyone's not wanting to be referred to that, even though it is like, okay, we, we don't mean that you're a 70-plus-year-old person by calling you auntie because my aunts ain't even that old. So, it, you know, but outside of that, but I I once again, I respect it. But also, Oprah's comments were kind of like, what? Like, her comments sounded like what a lot of us or a lot of people per se. I've never been really, like, a critic of Oprah, but is a lot of criticisms that people have given about Oprah over the years. It sort of came out in what she said, because basically what she said was like, no, I don't like being called auntie. It makes me think of being like this 70 plus year old woman, unless I'm in Africa, because that's what people do. They call people like just in general, like out of signs of respect and love and endearment, aunties and uncles in that culture. And once again, um, Gary, she was like dang don't ain't that what we do like here and and i'm like yeah like that's really what that's exactly what it means here right so and what oprah has always been or from what i've seen criticized about heavily is how she just kind of overlooks uh black americans and provides help like she provides help to africa which is great But a lot of people have criticized her for, like, overlooking black folks right here. Granted, I mean, I think she's done a lot, but I really don't know. Once again, I'm not actually criticizing Oprah on that. I haven't checked. I don't count her pockets, and I haven't really checked, like, her resume as far as, like, everything that she's done. But I know, like, from since I've been young, that's a criticism that I've always heard of her. And this statement just kind of, you know... Re-emphasizes that That she's like oh Africans can call me Uh auntie but not y'all Negroes not 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 y'all jokers over here Like I can't it's disrespectful Coming from y'all even though we use it in the Same sense so that That's Interesting to me um But Yeah bottom line is Make sure uh I mean just If somebody tells you that they don't want to be referred to as something or they do want to be referred to as something. It really don't cost you too much to do that. Um, and that goes across the boards for all kinds of titles, names, whatever. Don't be on no old mama call him Clay, I'm going to call him Clay uh, type of deal. Unless it's like egregious, like some old white man trying to tell you you need to call him master and, and let him call you boy. But, you know, if it ain't on that time of tip, just give people that respect because if you decided you want to to change your name or something like that, you would want people to respect it and call you by whatever you change your name. to. Yeah. So that's that. And also remember to turn your notifications off whenever you're recording. <laughs> so I've been catching up on hit or slay, which is a podcast by Roxanne Gay and Tressie McMillan, Codham on luminary. Um, you get, it's like their premium, so you have to have their premium thing, which costs money. But through them, it's three-month free trial, so I don't see what's going to happen after this uh, trial is up. But right now, I'm just, you know, using it, getting used to the app and trying to take advantage of some of these special uh, podcasts they have to it, specifically Here to Slay uh, right now. And, I mean, it's really good. It's maybe with, like, five, no, seven episodes or so, and... The episode I'm I'm just finishing now is called "More Money, Mo Problems. So they're just talking about money, but not going to recap that. But in the end, they're sort of answering listener questions. And one of them was, what would you tell yourself 20 years ago about money that you know now? And so I was really just kind of thinking about what would I tell myself? Outside of I know the the stereotypical standard, if we could A, invest in Google, Amazon, all that, like per se, let's think more. I guess general management tips as, as far um, as opposed to sort of insider trading type of things. But I really was just trying to think. Cause also twenty years ago I was eleven, so my money issues were not quite there yet. You know they they came not too long after, but at that time it was kinda cool. But I guess mm, if I could say things to give advice to myself as a young teen or so, um save more definitely, but also look a little more into like money market accounts and um mutual funds, things outside of just like a standard savings account, because I was putting the money in a savings account, but then it also was like those interest rates are so low, you technically technically losing money off of the inflation. So it was like, definitely, you know, take it out and put it into some other stuff that are much more safe, like once again, money market and mutual funds, much more safe than playing the actual stock market. But definitely going to earn you more money, considerably more money than using just a regular savings account. And the other thing that I've really been trying to think how to verbalize exactly, but I. I feel like I I need to or I would need to instill within myself this uh this I would tell myself not to get caught up in the money chase. Um there are a lot of things that are decisions I made that were quote unquote the um I guess best practices the standard things you should be going after like oh you should go after um like i did accounting for undergrad and so going after accounting because it's a stable job that'll get you money but when i did that i still ended up super broke and unhappy so i I would i would really kind of tell myself to focus more on um you know just doing what makes you happy and what is working for you and the money will come like Although technically this is illegal, I was getting money. Um, but like in high school, I was bootlegging, and I mean I was straight. Well, middle school too. I was started then too. You know, I was straight. Uh, I wasn't balling, but at the same time, it's like I had a nice little system going. I was building up a nice little base. Uh, you know, to me, I liked it because I also wasn't getting over on people because other folks would bootleg and they would sell you CDs for like. Pretty much the same price you can go buy a new one. I wasn't doing it. I was getting it for like super, super cheap. Like 3 $5 versus other people doing like 10 15 Because CDs at the time was like 17 Maybe even 20 But I digress. Anywho. But I got to a point where. When I started working at McDonald's. I was like, oh. I need to just work a regular job. And put this to the side. Granted, once again, bootlegging is illegal. And I'm not necessarily promoting doing illegal things. But. Uh, essentially like i never really felt a money strain financial strain personally until i started working at mcdonald's so i started working my standard job that i felt like i really needed which i'm not saying i still couldn't do that but i put aside selling cds which was also something i like because i just really like music and i like putting together mixes and stuff with people too but i don't know it was like it was just soon as I started getting that quote unquote official gov not government but official job recognized by the government. Cause I also worked other things like back before I technically was legal to work. Um like doing file clerk work and all that kind of stuff and making money. And that was I don't know, like once I just went to where, oh, this is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to get this job at this point. And once I did that, I you know, it was like mm I feel feel the strain so much more for some reason. Similar things happen later in in life, like um, like I said, once I continued to pursue the the accounting thing because from what I was coming from, like I always wanted to write and stuff like that. But uh, things that I'm on a path to doing now is where I wanted to be back in high school. Like that's what I was thinking, but in my mind it was like, no, you need to do. This financially stable secure job And chase these ends So that's why I'm going to do accounting You good at math anyway just do that And like I said I hated it It was quite depressing throughout undergrad and post And I was Went through all that to get this Quote unquote financially stable job And was stupid broke (laughs) Stupid broke anyway So now I'm doing a job I hate for nothing I could have been doing a job I love for nothing or maybe more But Yeah, I just, I was like, okay, that was a bad decision in retrospect. I guess at the time it's, I'm just following what I think I should have. I mean, even going to college, although I don't know if I would change going to USC, but then again, a better look would have been to go to a, I still think college was for me, but maybe a better look would have been to stay at home and go to USC something or, or was it, Central Carolina. What are one of the other schools around there for Jeeba for the first two years, and then transfer in to USC or another school? Because if I went to uh, one of the two-year schools, that my life scholarship would have paid for everything with a little bit of extra over, so I wouldn't have been in so much uh, debt. <laughs> And I probably could have used that time to also garner some more scholarship and stuff. So once I made the bigger leap to the four-year institution, I wouldn't have had to pull out anything either. But once again, I was just following what I thought was the standard keys to success. Like, i got to go to a major university. Got to get that. Even with my job, my first job out was part-time. So I was washing cars on the side, and I was doing like this part-time accounting gig for this agency. And it was fine, but like in my mind, I was just like, no, you gotta, you gotta get the full-time job with benefits. That's what you need to be that you made it and that you were doing, doing well. So I made a jump into a full-time position that honestly, once again, I was making equal to what I was making with the two part-times. Plus on top of that, I really thought about it. I was talking with someone about this yesterday. It's just, I made that jump. <laughs> and for why, like I'm like, I need these benefits, but I'm like, no, nah, I was still on my parents' benefits. Shouts out to Obama for extending that, so I really didn't I wasn't in no rush. I made a jump to this this one job that I ended up hating for why for why <laughs> and then I didn't leave when I should have because the joint I was doing part time they was uh made an announcement that they was going full time they told me so many I mean I know they didn't want me to leave. But I had kind of felt this obligation to to the joint I had took. I was like, oh, I just started. I can't leave. Um, I can't. You know, uh, some people kind of put themselves on the line for me to get this job. I can't. You know, what I'm saying that'd be rude to me. But when I if I, I should have went back to the other job because one I liked it better. Two, they was paying like double what I was making. Likely I could have made we negotiated more. But no, in my mind I was like, you can't do that. That's another thing too feeling super loyal to these corporations when they don't care about you. But, I don't know, and I and I have a couple other uh, decisions like that too. So I do try to call myself into question whenever I'm making a move that feels like it's the quote-unquote standard golden rule. I don't know what you want to call it, but the correct pathway. I kind of... Call that into question now. I'm like, okay, why am I doing this? What do I think I get out of it? Like, I, I think about it a, a a good bit more than I used to before. Cause I, I'm just saying that got me into some trouble previously. Um, but granted, yeah, I don't know how I would all tell myself that at 11 to to understand, but there there's some way to, I guess. Telling myself not to say not to necessarily worry about money, but sort of put your interests first um, and just sort of question authority and what is been presented to you as this is the golden path to being successful. Right. You know, question other people's measures and, and standards of success and. And really think about what do you want, and and then, even though that doesn't necessarily sound like money advice, but it kind of is. As uh, Tressie and Roxanne were saying on the the podcast, a lot of times when you're talking about money issues, it's not even necessarily just money issues. So, I think that's what I would tell myself is is to really just sit back and define your own means a success and did that you know and and how you're going to get there because otherwise if you're trying to follow up with what everyone else says to do you about to end up super broke and depressed for quite some time so yeah okay I, I know i said it's cheating to be like insider trading advice for your past self but outside of like investing in uh, some Google or Amazon stock, bro. Sell them Pokemon cards and Beanie Babies. Now they don't keep rising in price. The it, the value doesn't increase that much. Like sell them now, boy. <laughs> also, boy, don't buy the Accord. Trust me. Trust me when I tell you. I know it's enticing. I know it sounds like a good deal in the Best Buy because it's an Accord. Trust me, it's a it's a lemon, boy. Don't buy it. I know the rims. I know the rims is clean. Look, trust me. I know the rims is nice, but go with the Malibu or some, or take a little more time and find something else better. That Honda Accord is the worst financial decision you made, at least top three. Don't do it, boy. Stay away from the rims. Just get the Malibu or, like I said, take some time, find something else and throw some rims on it. Maybe the, I don't think the Maxima was fixable. But then again, maybe it could have been maybe spend some more time trying to figure out exactly what we need to do with that and get some rims on that. But nigga, do not buy that accord. I know they clean. Don't do it. Thank you for listening to the Me My Thoughts and I's nice podcast. You can find me wherever you like to listen. Anchor, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, etc. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at thoughts and Eyes. That's I spelled E-Y-E-S. Check out my blog on WordPress. MeMyThoughtsAndEyes.wordpress.com Feel free to send me an email at me my thoughts and eyes at gmail.com Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment. And feel free to hit me up with any feedback or criticisms you may have. Once again, thank you and be blessed.